This podcast is powered by The Plug. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Y'all go put some respect on Busta Ron's name, man. Stop putting his name next to these other motherfuckers. That's Busta Rhymes. You can't put Busta Rhymes next to Eminem. It doesn't even make sense. Why is that? Because it doesn't. I mean, for one, Busta got more generations on him. And it just, I mean, I get the whole, all right, they rap fast, they're funny, they do animated type shit. But, like, that's Busta Rhymes. That's kind of, But that's kind of the only person you can put next to Busta is M, you know? You think so? I, I think so. <clears throat> Am I wild if I say LL? A, a little bit, just because I don't. Does LL really want to do a versus though? He does. He does. He wanted to do one with Will Smith. <laughs> if, they, if they, does Will have twenty? Mm, no. Well, Will has ten. For mm, sure. You might have stumbled. All right, fuck it, man. We here. Uh, getting jiggy. Okay. Miami. Mm-hmm. Parents just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince theme. Summertime. Summertime, of course. Summertime, that's the point. That's an easy. Does he do Men in Black? <laughs> you you kind of got to. Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had. I think he did like the Thousand Kisses uh, remake. Yep. He got, I want to say like two more with Jazzy Jeff. I can't think. Nightmare on Your Street or some of them. Like you can throw some, some of those in there. He might be nearing 20 and then it might get kind of. Kind of I mean, reachy. He could do Icon with fucking Jaden. Yeah, I was going to say he could throw some some Jaden tracks in there. Um, what else? He might be close. Party Starter was, I liked Party Starter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're doing that, does LL have 20? I know he's a GOAT, but like LL, 20, 20 solid. LL has an easy 20. A easy? An, an easy 20. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I'm bugging. LL got 20. Uh, my, my bad. We are like, we're just getting into stuff and we're not, we haven't even like gone through the intro. I, uh, oh yeah. What's up guys? This is a podcast. Wait, let me, let me hit the, <laughs> let me hit the music real quick. Wait, wait, I, I got us. I got us. And it goes a little something like. Hey, this is the check-in. Once again, I'm Graffiti. What up, y'all? And I'm Davey. Danae's out today, but we're going to hold it down for a shout-out to Danae. Yeah, shout-out to Danae, man. Uh, we back in the building, bro. What's good? Shoot, I think we need to start it off the right way. Hold up. Don't this shit make a nigga wanna uh, Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Oh, black people ain't free till 11. Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Black bottles, shots of black Ciroc, 
Wait, if a nigga showed up to uh, the function with some Cavassier, would you be looking at him crazy? Or no, is that more like ENJ? ENJ. You can get away with Cavassier because it's going to feel nostalgic. You come up with some ENJ, man. You got to go. You got to leave. got to get the fuck out You're of here. You're getting kicked out. Like, here's your month or not. You got to <laughs> leave, brother. That's right, y'all. This month of uh, Black History is sponsored by Cavassier, Casamigos, and Hennessy. Blue Magic, uh, Murray's Wave Grease, you know what I'm saying? Hot combs all across America. <laughs> Ready to get the twist in your right. back out. Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on the hey. back and watch a yeah. nigga. Don't worry, we're gonna get some horns in here. We're gonna get something that's lit. Yeah. Hey. This is also like a Pharrell appreciation. Yeah, for real, for real. We got another one for real. I know that. I know that Pharrell is one of the best producers, but he still just does not does not get his credit. Like I'm just playing songs on random at this point. See, look at this. Man, what? Like, like, look at what Pharrell did with Snoop. Yeah, hey. Pharrell got Snoop got Snoop in a in a bag. That's a conversation people didn't have. Pharrell bought Snoop back for real. For real, for real. Hey. That Bush I, album is slept on. Hella slept on. That slept on. Damn, I, man. I, I I keep that in rotation. I mean, now he he did okay. You know. Alright. Right. Celebrating black voices with <laughs> It sounds like some powerful black. Yeah. Hey. Wait, what was up with that? With like all the streaming services that, yo. Oh, my God. All the streaming services are wilding right now. Like, hey, uh, don't, hey, celebrate black voices with watching 12 Years a Slave. Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Changing all their that. fonts and stuff to red, black, and green. If you don't put Friday on your Fam, queue. I was at a a coffee shop yesterday, Barstucks. And uh and they we just happened to notice the music that was playing. And I'm like, do y'all hear Was it Wade in the Water? Yo, it might as well have been. <laughs> it was like they just turned on straight Negro spirituals for Black History Month. I'm like, y'all are wild in here. We we don't just just appreciate it, guys. Y'all don't have to go out of the way to do all the extra shit. Yeah, I don't I I don't remember like companies I remember like companies acknowledging, you know, Black History Month and black people, but I don't remember like. It's because I, of the whole black guilt thing ever since 2020. It's just, yo, know, we have to overly love black people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is up with that? I don't remember just everyone being so, feeling so guilty. Just be, be normal. <laughs> just love black people like normally. Don't, yeah. don't put the extra sauce on it because yeah. it's, because the extra sauce, it's getting real nasty. The extra sauce feels more racist, like, because now you feel like you got to do what you think black people want you to do. It's mm. like, yo, we don't need Anita Baker playing at the damn Starbucks when we walk in. Like, we don't, <laughs> we don't need that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could put some Anita Baker in your Anita in your, Baker your ain't never been on their damn Serato, though. You, That's you, the thing. You could totally put it in the Serato. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Shouts to Anita Baker. Oh, shoot, Pharrell definitely, when, when Pharrell teamed up with Mike Will, ah, mm. listen, Pharrell appreciation on the check-in, listen, he was in his bag with, with Mike Will made it as well, like, mm. this one's off the, uh, the Creed 2 album, another stuff on soundtrack, 
they will not get Anyway, listen to it on your own time. Uh, <laughs> right, free streams and shit. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and uh, actually, I do have a Pharrell playlist on Apple Music. You can uh, follow me, follow Davey Made It on Apple Music. You can check out all the playlists if you like the music that you're hearing today. Mm, I know that's right. Hey man, but yeah, shout out to Pharrell. Why is that? Like we all know he's one of the greatest and everybody will say that, but it still just doesn't feel like he gets that. You know, because Pharrell is just, he's just one of those cool dudes that just, you know, he dresses nice. He, he's yeah. real fly. He, you know, he's he seems to be like a soft-spoken kind of dude. You never really hear Pharrell, like, in any drama with people. You never really hear him mm. on no, like. So it's because he doesn't really pop his shit. That, you know what I mean? Like, does But does he have to? That's what I'm saying. Like, I notice a trend amongst people that we say are sle- not, not slept on, because Pharrell's absolutely not slept on. The people that don't really get that type of appreciation are usually the people that don't brag. You know what I mean? That mm. aren't in your face all the time. Like, for real, like you said, just lay back chilling often. So he doesn't really put it out there like, oh, I'm that, I'm that nigga. So we kind of just, like, yeah, that's for real. Yeah. And, like, Pharrell is, like, a vampire, I guess. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. I, I would think that, you know, that would be even more of a reason to. Yeah, he's like, I've been here 30,000 years. <laughs> I don't need any appreciation. <laughs> Fair enough. Shouts to Pharrell, man. Black History Month. <sighs> yeah, and I, and I think that you also would probably have to be, you would have to have, like, a Kanye personality to really get your flowers in, in that regard. You know, yeah, you, you just yeah. have to be loud and you know arrogant and right 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 and prayers to kanye man yeah uh, shouts to kanye and his family man god damn, i gotta i gotta mute kanye again bro. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta mute kanye not mute kanye can we talk about it let's, yeah let's okay we can talk about it so i feel like I feel like we were right on the brink and we were right there of getting Kanye back. Like mm-hmm. it's all yeah. He's back in the music. The music is sounding good. Mm-hmm. He's back being accepted by the culture. Mm-hmm. We know the album's coming. We know the documentary's coming. Like we don't need all the extras. You know what I mean? But that's always It's always been Kanye. That's always been Kanye. So to his defense, yeah. Even when Kanye was poor, before he took off, before it's always been Kanye. It, that's always been him. And that's also what we love about him. Right. I think for me, this specific instance is triggering because it's, you should never bring your kids into public matters. Yeah, but. No, you, you have a point. Um, but he's he's experiencing something that is very human. Yeah, for sure. Something that. I think for one of the first times we're seeing Kanye go through a real human moment, which is divorce, custody battles. Mm-hmm. And, and as we've seen with, you know, whether you're famous or whether you're, um, you know, just a regular Joe Schmo, like going through divorce isn't always, you know, nice right. and nice and neat. Sometimes it gets ugly. That's a fact. I, I think mo- the average person probably just has the, uh, the privilege of being able to go through it in private. Got it. They Got don't. Have, it. They don't have to go through it in the public eye. That's a very good point. Um, that's a great point, actually. And I think it is just a thing that it might not be a Kanye thing or a celebrity thing. It's just 
it is a human thing, but it's a social media thing. I think with anybody, whether it's Kanye or, you know, your little cousin up the block, like certain shit just doesn't need to be public. I get him making the Kim thing public because she's a public figure. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're on E, their whole thing is raising their family on camera. So I get that. But it's just certain shit. It's like, come on, bro, just get a lawyer. When it comes to the kids, the divorce part, whatever, but the kids, uh, but uh, I, I get that because they can't defend themselves in the matter. In in their defense, when you have when you have such a public relationship and a yeah. public breakup and a public divorce, right? You have to somewhat weaponize the media. Got it. You yep. have to weaponize, you know, your audience and the fans to pretty much get them on your side because mm-hmm. when. I would imagine when you're going to court and you're going through something like this, people are looking for a side to take. So for sure. You, so you, so just just how how you have to go through a, a legal um, a legal process through the divorce, you also have to win the court of public approval. That's a fact. And you know, it's it's touchy, but again, I'm trying to speak on it without speaking too much about Kanye specifically. Mm-hmm. But this circumstance is interesting because he has voiced how. You know, the cameras are raising the kids and how, you know, Kim wants to raise a Kardashian and he wants to raise a West. Like the Kardashians are very look at our life type people. Mm-hmm. And when you bring children in that, I think it's unfair to the child. And I think Kanye has kind of tried to do his best to keep them away from shit. So it gets, it gets tricky, man. But mm-hmm. I don't know. And we and we've seen, you know, male celebrities go through these types of things when it comes to divorce and custody battles. You, you almost look at them like, damn, yo, this, this yeah. dude is acting crazy. Like, this dude is really yeah. going through it. Why doesn't he just get off of social media? You right, know? right. And uh, it's very interesting to see how this really impacts. You know, I, I can't speak for women. I, I could I could only imagine what the women are going through right. during these times, but, like, just how it specifically impacts men, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, again, slippery slope, but I do know personally people that deal with these situations, and, you know, if you – Relationship issues aside, like mm-hmm. as parents and as fathers or whatever, they're the fathers that, you know, their baby moms uses the kid as a weapon, you know, like mm. weaponizing the child against the father. And so this isn't uncommon. Mm-hmm. And so I do kind of see what Kanye is doing. Like, yo, look at the bullshit that we kind of got to deal with. Like, but but does it go but does it go both ways? Right. If the baby mom is weaponizing the kid against the father, does the father also leveraged the kid on some like, I want to see my son type shit. And really it ain't even about the son. It's about, <laughs> yeah. it's about, no, I just want to be in proximity with the baby mom. Right. I want to have some sort of connection to her. And she's, she's shutting, she's shutting me yeah. out. That's often the case too. Mm. So yeah, it gets tricky. It depends on who you're dealing with, but there's a lot of fathers that legit are just like, man, like, fuck what she talking about. I want to see my kids. <laughs> and then it'd be the opposite. The mom is like, well, I'm not fucking with him. Mm. Or, you know, you can only come see your kids when my nigga Jamal ain't here. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's a nasty situation. Okay, so as someone who has kids, <laughs> yeah, for sure. how do you feel about your kids and social media? Because, you know, I was 18 when I first got on MySpace, you know? So I didn't necessarily, I had the privilege of being an adult before having to interact with social media. I could only imagine what my life would have been like if social media was around when I was in middle school or high school. Oh, it's tough. Um, It's one of those things, man. So I got hella kids, 
but they vary in ages. So my ten year or yeah, my ten year old daughter, um, she has an iPhone, all that. We gave her the rules when we gave her the phone. Like, look, you know, you don't communicate with people online. You don't need to be on social media, creating accounts. You don't need to talk to anyone that isn't us. You know, like mm. we put contacts in her phone of her friends that have phones and their parents and, you know, your emergency contacts. But anything outside of this world, you're a little too young to be trying to. And we voiced that like, yo, it's, it's kind of scary out there. You don't need to communicate with people like that. Mm. Um, but on the flip, we can't really control that. Like the Internet and everything is so easily to, easily accessible Ain't no telling if she wants to, you know, hop on a TikTok or whatever. Anyways, we don't know. Mm. That's oh, so I guess even segueing into what would be your advice to parents that may have kids that are becoming of age or kids that are old enough to, you know, have social media. What's what's kind of you know the <laughs> what are the the do's and don'ts? What are some things that you feel like you probably had to had to learn the hard way about? Yeah. Um, about well, social media and, and kids. That is the benefit of having hella kids hella different ages. So <laughs> I do got a whole freshman, and that's all he does is sit on social media all day long. Um, and we had to have that talk to him. Like, yo, I see you on Snapchat. Like, you know, if you receive certain images, <laughs> that is called child porn- pornography. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's a tough talk, but we got to explain it. Like, yo, don't don't send no pictures of your dick. Don't do nothing <laughs> inappropriate, man. And just use kind of... If you're at the age where you're able to use this technology and you're able to navigate, then you you kind of understand already. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be talking to weirdos. You shouldn't, even when he's on his Xbox and stuff, yo, like, communicate with your homies in, you know, the little wild COD white boys that say nigga. Like, <laughs> but don't, you don't need to meet up with nobody. You don't need to post anything that's going on in your home. Just, you know, keep it, keep it private. And it's kind of tough, though, because... We live in a social society now. It's, mm. it's ingrained in these kids' culture to be on social media, and we kind of set that tone for them. So it's like we can't tell you not to be on there, but, mm. yeah. Are there, are there, do you have different rules for different social media platforms? Mm. Like, do you feel like you might have different rules based on if they're using IG? And like, like you said, like Snapchat's probably one yeah. of those. Like, is there different rules for TikTok? yeah. I would say, um, like my daughter knows if she's on TikTok, she'll be on there watching videos. I'm like, you can't, you you can't have a TikTok. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless we kind of help you navigate that. When you want to do dances or whatever, we'll help you. But with the little girl, especially if you're scrolling and you know it's just twerk videos, twerk videos, twerk videos, oh, man. you're gonna be like, oh, this is what gets attention on TikTok. Let mm. me make one of these. Hell no. So hell no, you don't get no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then with my older son, it's kind of like you know. He's into just fashion and kicks and gaming and stuff. So he'll be on there just looking at shoes or whatever or looking at nasty shit on Explore page. Whatever <laughs> he is. He's a teenager. <laughs> but it's more so, man, you can consume, but just understand that this, a lot of this shit ain't real. Mm. You know, be conscious, little ones. Okay. Well, yeah, hopefully y'all uh, got some good information. Parents, uh, make sure y'all are navigating and, you know, checking up on your kids' social media habits. For sure. Um, we're Oh shit! Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the twinkle. Oh my gosh! You mean there we go? There we go! Yeah, there we go! The more you know. That's right. So anyway, we're gonna pay some bills real quick, and then we're gonna come right back, and we're gonna get into some more uh, discussions. Hey, hey, Black History Month. You already know.
In today's broke-ass society, things are harder, so you need things cheaper. So I came up with Jones, cheap-ass prepaid legal and daycare academy. You are not the president. You don't need to make that type of money. You might need my legal services. You're just raising one kid, because I'm going to sue you. At Jones, we don't assess the illegal fees after the case is disposed of. We make it prepaid. Prepaid meaning you need to pay before. Just in case I need to invest the money in something else where you may need my services. And I'm going to spend it wisely fighting for you. And if we can't get you out of child support, we'll provide you with our top-notch molester-free daycare services. We let them do whatever they want to do so that when you get them home, they go straight to bed. Now, friends, you may ask yourself, how can he provide us with such cheap legal services? Well, that's because y'all keep messing up. Y'all keep doing crime. Because I gave it all to you to raise that one little baby you got. And I work from volume. So y'all continue to rob people and take stuff. It ain't your business what I do with the money. So please, come on down to Jones Cheap Ass Prepaid Legal and Daycare Academy. It's a place where you can bring your children and get legal advice. Put your hand against the wall. My legal advice to you is don't have no more children. Go ahead and come to the website or give me a call on the new telephone number at 708-46-CASH-1. I'm on call three hours a day, five hours a week. Stand by, we just hang up this thing. Now playing the hottest hip-hop in R&B. Power 109 Radio. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the check-in. Celebrating it's Black History Month episode. Celebrating black voices. I don't want to write this down. I tell you how I feel right now. Blackity black black. Nubian Noir. The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Hey, Count Blackula. I'm trying to have some of your juicy fruit. Mmm. One fish, two fish. Redfish, bluefish, knickknack, paddywhack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> 2,000 flushes, oops, at a time, my bacon, smelly fine. If you can't swim, you bound to drizzle. <laughs> Man, shout out to all the just amazing black movies that Man, just came out during, during the 90s. Hey, listen, late 90s kids, 2000s kids, y'all missed out. Hella missed out, man. Shout out to the Culture Museum. We are here recording live on you motherfuckers. Power 109, the check-in day. What's up, man? Man, I'm doing great. Um, I'm really excited for nothing. I'm not excited. I'm not excited for anything. <laughs> no hope for anything. <laughs> it's, we're, we're, it's still a pandemic. Yeah. I know people tend to forget that. Um, How do you feel about that? Just about, about the pandemic? Yeah, like right now, <sighs> it's a, it's it feels like a weird position with this pandemic. But let me hear your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, especially right now in, in February, and especially like in Colorado, because it's, it's cold and it's, you know, we've been getting like, single degree temperatures mm -hmm. you know shout out to everyone around the world that's listening and cares about the weather in Colorado <laughs> um, so naturally I'm just in the house anyway yeah so it doesn't really you know it doesn't really matter too much to me but I know I, it feels like people are gearing up for the spring and for the sure. summer and realistically this isn't going to be gone by the summer right 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 and I, and I think we're all looking to see you know what is going to happen because if it's just going to be something that you this is just going to be life from now on where, you know, we're going to be sick in the fall and in the winter and then cracking in the summer so we can get even sicker in the fall and the winter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I think when they started saying that they were dropping all the mandates and shit, people started to say, oh, yeah, the pandemic's over. So it's confusing. I don't know. We're going to holler at a, a medical professional on one of these episodes and check in and see what's really up. Yeah, we'll definitely have a, a COVID episode. Um, aside from that, I think we have some... Uh, I wonder... I wonder check in with the white people i wonder how white people are doing <laughs> during black history month. during black history month like what is it for what is it what is it like for y'all um do you guys feel any any sort of obligation to like participate hmm. are you feeling like i would say uh white people call in but no give us this month does <laughs> does you know like do do white people even care about black history month they have to fake care. I mean, some do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that guy. But they have to fake care. Has has anyone who is non-black interact, interacted with you during uh, Black History Month in a way that was, like, really awkward? Any awkward, like, interactions? Yeah. Like, graffiti, I, um... Yeah. Oh, wait, here we go. Graffiti, um... You know, I just want to say that, uh... Oh, let's let's run it back. Graffiti, I just wanted to say, man, uh, happy Black History Month. Um, you know, I just have so much love for the uh, <laughs> black community. And, you know, you guys are just so resilient. Mm. So strong. Appreciate that, Chad. Um, are you okay during this month? <laughs> how are you, how are, is there anything that I can do? You know, Chad, you could get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll honor your I'll honor your wishes, black man. Nah, man, it does get awkward because I feel like they gotta overcompensate with the blackness, and it's like, man, just shut up, let us just let us be, man. Yeah, I had a I had a really awkward um, experience. I went to a, a work event with one of my friends, and granted, it was like you could count the number of black people in the whole at the whole event on your hands, um, and this white lady was talking to us about the black community. And, oh, how, no. and how much she loved the black community. And then that, that was kind of like a, that was a very, because no one has ever, no one's ever done it in that way before. Like I've right. never ran into like a, a white apologist. Right. And she was just like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, I just, I really love the black community. You, you know, you just, <laughs> you just guys have, you guys have so much culture and just all, the, the black women, like the, I mean, even though she was preaching, but yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I was like, so there it is. And she's like, and you know, um, and you know, my uh my sister actually um married a black man and you know, they have a biracial <laughs> child and I just, you know, I just love her to death. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is this is getting weird. Why are we Yeah. Why are we talking why had overdoing like, it. And I didn't even bring it up. That yeah, that's the main thing. It it wasn't even something that like So there's the thing though, you, you stumbled upon something when you said she was preaching though. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So, again, I've been very conscious about my tone uh, and how I speak of white people lately because I've been accused of hating white people. That's not true. <laughs> it's yeah. not that true. We hate, we hate, we love everyone. Yeah, for sure. So, shout out to all our white allies. But And, and also, I appreciate all of the non-black people who take the time to educate themselves. So For even, sure. So, so even, there if it it, is. even if it has, you know, kind of an awkward tone and probably don't necessarily know how to integrate it into like a normal conversation, we, yeah. we at the very least appreciate that you're taking the time and wanting to learn and, and educate yourself. Just educate yourself. So that's my thing. I was going to say there are 
there are, um, you know, non-black people that are really engaged and tapped into the culture and they really do appreciate what black culture brings to the world. And I, I think those people, <laughs> you people, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think, uh, what do you mean you people? <laughs> those nice individuals, those good people on that side, they, uh, they just don't know how to express that sometimes. And I think they don't have to. Like, we can kind of tell when you're really just a part of our culture without you trying to overdo the, hey, I really love Durax, you guys. Like, <laughs> nah, man. Like, we can tell. Your fade looks all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you good. Yeah, that's the first thing we're going to check. If you got, like, a nice taper, a nice yeah, fade. Man, you good. Like, okay, you cool. We're going to dap you up instead of do the handshake. Exactly. We all got a white mic. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> everybody knows the white mic cut where you got the nice little taper. It's all good, bro. You don't got to tell us you love black people. We can tell. Yeah. And also, shout out to the white people that have the uh, the one black friend. Mm. Uh, Let's talk about that. Yeah. We, uh, we got something for y'all. Song of the week, week, week. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to... Uh, celebrate Black History Month, and I just wanted to let y'all know, I'm, I'm one of y'all, basically. Yeah. Because mm. I got one black friend named Jamal, mm. <laughs> and he plays basketball, mm. he's got a jump shot, mm. he be hugging the block. Like, I don't have a song. I don't know. <laughs> I got one black friend named Jamal. Everybody sing. I got one black friend named Jamal. Jamal. I can't be racist because I got one black friend. You know Jamal. Yeah. Jamal. Jamal. You know Jamal. Jamal. From, from the park. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jamal, how do you get your hair like that? <laughs> oh my gosh oh, Get more man. black friends If you have one black friend get, Stop get more. saying you have a black friend That means you're racist And his name's probably not even Jamal Right Ah <laughs> oh, shit I don't even know any Jamals Do I know a Jamal? No I, 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 I don't I don't know a Jamal If I know a Jamal He don't go by Jamal You got a hood name That's sad I even got like a Cause isn't that in the I think that's in one of our drops, too. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, calm down, Jamal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke. Come on. Don't shoot. Don't, shoot. don't really. Shout out to all Jamal's listening, man. I'm going to need y'all calling. We're going to have a Jamal segment. How does it feel like having, um, like, a non-black name? <sighs> I could kind of answer, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then again, like, everybody I know, my name is black. So that's Dang. different. Oh, it doesn't sound black, but I can only name black people with my name. It's, it's really weird. Mm. And shouts to Sugar Ray um, in Charlemagne. <laughs> oh, so maybe 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 your name is like a black name, but like an old black name. Yeah, it's 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 a next topic. <laughs> 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 my name is Graffiti. Now all the fucking <laughs> listeners are about to start calling me on my government. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Graffiti. I mean, but you're David. That's like. That's biblical, so that goes both ways. Yeah, it's like I'm like it's it's from the Bible. Yeah, it's in the Bible. But most Daves are white. Yeah, and they're like white and nerdy. Yeah, and I'm black and nerdy. So Dave is just nerdy. Yeah, it's big nerd energy. Right, right. What's the blackest non Jamal name that you can think of? 
I would think, you know, Marcus. Malik. <laughs> Malik okay. is black as hell. Malik yo. is definitely on some Mayumi says. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, Malik is that nigga in them videos, them fucking Mandingo videos that's taking the little white girl in the back. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's, that's a blackity black name, Malik. Shout out to all the Maliks out there. That's right. What's a uh, what's a white man name? I got one black friend <laughs> named Malik. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! My wife loves Malik, and I don't know why. Mm. Every night she talks to him, and I cry. <laughs> <laughs> but Malik always comes around when I'm not home. No. <laughs> Where'd your mom? Where'd your mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's sick. That's oh, that's man. ridiculous. We have to. <sighs> we gotta grow up. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but say it, man. Fuck it, it's a check in. <sighs> Especially in Colorado, like <sighs> there's some. <sighs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> turn on the uh, turn on turn on the the careful music. Do we have some careful music? I don't know. Some public service announcement just, music. <laughs> just why? Why are y'all so freaky out here in Colorado? Like y'all, be, y'all as in, you know, I'm a. I will expand. <laughs> I will broaden the conversation. Black people, white people, Asians, Latino, Hispanic, all of the communities. Mm. Why are y'all so freaky? People been horny, man. It's pandemic. <clears throat> Because, like, people really, I mean, granted, I'm not shaming anyone, but. Don't freak shame on the check-in. Yeah, but it just, it's a lot of, a lot of swinging going on. Mm, oh, that's what you're talking about. A lot of, so I hear a lot of cuckolding. Mm. So Malik is out here winning right now. Is, is that winning? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's just a lot of, like, you know, I'm not trying to shame, but it's. I mean, it's 2022, baby. <laughs> do what y'all want to do. But just do it over there. That's what you're saying. I guess it's just you know it doesn't get talked about enough. We're we're gonna find we're gonna find some some swingers. Yeah, every time we interview, start to get into interview, these topics, interview them. I'm yeah. like, before I start shaming, let me just get the the swingers' perspective on it. Yeah, man. But anyway, I think we can definitely get into our main topic. I was going to say, it'd be a good time to uh, call a, a, a cuckolder, but <laughs> I want to put nobody on blast like that. <laughs> Let's get to the main topic. <laughs> okay, so so one of the things that I've been noticing, um, so if, if you've been following the news and you've been following Joe Rogan, uh, he's certainly under fire right now for mm. overall misinformation about covid um, from the Joe Rogan uh, Experiences podcast. And then if, also, if you've been following, uh, you know, he signed a deal with Spotify a few years ago for, I believe it was a lot, nine figures, mm-hmm. something along that line. And artists are now starting to pull their catalogs from Spotify in protest of Joe Rogan. Right. Um, not only that, some uh, a compilations have have surfaced of Joe Rogan using the N-word. Uh, a lot. Profusely. Yeah. And so not only is he under fire for the COVID misinformation, um, he's also under fire for, you know, 
possibly being a racist allegedly mm-hmm. and now he's you know he's he's issued some statements about both of those things and he's in a way has said that you know he's apologized for you know using the n-word right and I, I guess first and foremost how do you feel about it how do you what, what is your take on joe rogan the the news that's been going on around yeah. him because me personally i don't really listen to joe rogan so Got i it. guess i'm kind of indifferent so it's, it's it's hard for me to say it's hard for me to say that someone is racist or has you know misinformation when i just i just don't give him my time yeah. or energy yeah um first of all it's black history month so um even if I agree with him, nah, fuck all that. It's black <laughs> history. But uh, I do listen to Joe Rogan. And um, <clears throat> it's interesting because I said before, I was speaking with someone before, and I was like, you ever notice how how comfortable Joe Rogan is when he says nigger? Mm. He says it a lot. And, I mean, now somebody took the time to put the compilation together and call him out. But he'll say it in regular conversation, but he says it from a standpoint, kind of what he was trying to express, which came off even crazier. But mm. – He's never directly called anyone that or like said it in a derogatory way. He'll he'll say the word instead of saying the N word, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, "Oh well, Kramer is under fire for saying nigger," and he'll just say it like that. Right. But he says it so casually and comfortably. It's like, Ugh, you know, eek moment. And he does that a lot. <laughs> so I don't know if racist is the actual term. But it's just like you're a little too comfortable with that word, bro. Yeah, I, I think that even, I, I, I think that even anecdotally, people should not use that word, especially white yeah. people. Yeah, and, and and I think you have to be conscious of, you know, well, it's like no, I wasn't calling anyone that. I right. was just, it's like it does, it just doesn't, don't say it, it doesn't matter. Don't say it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there are words that are um, despairing against other communities mm-hmm. that you wouldn't say anecdotally. Exactly. Exactly. That was the uh, <laughs> resident ghost. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's the ghost of Joe Rogan floating around this phone. <laughs> you niggas. <laughs> Maybe on Sage, this throw some audio Sage right. on that. Yeah, for real. No, actually, it's uh, I think it's people moving stuff around. I don't, I don't know what's going on. You never, you never know what's going to happen on the check-in. <laughs> right. Right. Nah, man, but I, I, I do agree. Like, there's certain words, certain phrases, certain uh, terms that you just don't say. And why are you that comfortable saying this specific term? And, you know, he's like, there's a disgusting compilation. Like, it's disgusting because you said it. They, yeah, they you, couldn't make clips of you, something you didn't say. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah, just don't don't say it. Um, as far as the COVID stuff, I, how do I feel about it? I don't know. Maybe we should save some of it yeah, for, we'll our, save that for, for our COVID episode. episode. Yeah. But I do feel like you can, it sounds like he's trying to get to the bottom of, I guess he's trying to hear both sides of what people are trying to understand in terms of. Yeah, but I think it's just not that deep. It's just don't say the fucking word, bro. Like if you know it's going to be backlash, if you know that this isn't a word that's okay I'm, for you to say. Just, I meant the COVID part. Oh yeah, I'm talking. About <laughs> I'm talking about niggas still. <laughs> yeah, just don't say the word, man. Yeah, that. Yeah, don't don't say it. If you're listening, look at. Don't look at the uh, inside of your hand. Look at the top of your hand, and <laughs> if it's if it's brown, you could say it. If it's yeah. not brown, just don't say it. Yeah, man. If your parents are uh, 
if your family is descendants of slaves in yeah. America, yeah, you yeah. can say it. If you're brown, it goes down. If you're uh, if you're white, it's not all right. If your ascendants own slaves, you can't say it. Mm, that gets a little tricky, but mm. yeah, that's a, that's a different conversation. But if we'll, most of your we'll majority of, on for that. majority of your descendants <laughs> or ancestors, yeah, uh, yeah. own slaves. Don't say it. Yeah, man, just don't, don't. It's it's not that difficult. When in when in doubt, if you're not sure you can say it, yeah. don't say it. Because again, to your point earlier, I know there's certain terms that are used towards certain races that I just don't say. I'm, I'm not supposed to say that. And that's so crazy. Like as black people, we get it. Yeah, we get that. Common sense. Like, yo, there's certain words that yo, not only that we can't say, but don't even have a desire to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a desire to say any of those words that are disparate, uh, disparaging against anybody other community yeah even yeah. even if they say it to each other yeah i'm never like oh i want to say that why why do they get to say I, like i i don't have that yeah passion to want to say that yeah that's the thing like why do y'all want to say it so bad mm. I, I i get okay when it's like rap or something that's a whole different topic you want to rap along but why do you feel the need to just sit there and say nigger in a podcast conversation like come on man <laughs> with the er too hard I, I think it's just this natural, natural instinct to just want to rebel. I get it, but then being being told you can't say something makes you want to say it even more. I get it, which is very weird. I think it's a deeper, dark, darker criminal link when it comes to uh, Joe Rogan, though, because that's just the icing on a lot of shit that that kind of has a sketchy about Joe Rogan, anyways. Mm. Like, there's already the whole, you know, your top pay podcaster. You know, there's a lot of machine behind what you do. There's a lot of, you know, quote unquote propaganda being pushed through your platform. And now you just give us even more um, ammunition with saying shit like this. Mm. How do you feel about podcasts becoming somewhat of a source where people go to for, you know, not only entertainment, but for news and for information and to be educated? Because right. I, I don't think when podcasts started out, I, I think it just started out as people, you know, the the excuse is people try to say, you know, podcasts are just people having a conversation, which right. is, which is true. Right. But people also look to podcasts to be informed, to find out what's going on in the world, to mm -hmm. find out. They look for it to also be informed. Yeah. So what do you what do you think that means for or for, well, first of all, how do you feel about how podcasting is kind of just transformed into, mm -hmm. you know, being journalism and, and news in a sense i think it's dope i love it i mean all i listen to is podcasts so i do listen to it for my entertainment i listen to it for my education i look listen to it for my news um i think it's dope to be able to hear news and information coming from voices that sound like you or are more authentic you know like you look at these media outlets and i don't really watch news on these national channels and stuff because they all kind of seem to be coming from a biased angle Mm. And even if they're not coming from a biased angle, they're coming from like this super professional journalistic mm. viewpoint, like where we know maybe you're not really saying how you really feel about it. Whereas a podcast, we can get on there and that's a good and bad thing. You can come on there and spew whatever you want. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how you a, feel about it. That's that's kind of the bad part, too, because we're seeing it in just our mainstream media and, and news and journalism. We're seeing more. Uh, we're seeing more public figures as yeah. a, as opposed to people um, reporting the news and reporting yeah. the facts. We're seeing more people just talking about their 
opinions about the news yeah. as as opposed to what are the facts behind the news. And I think that's a very I think it's a very dangerous thing. You know, we're, we're seeing it on CNN. We're seeing it on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it on Fox News. We're, we're seeing these pundits really give more of their opinion. And yeah. I, and what's dangerous about it is before you even have the opportunity to form an opinion yourself, you're already being given an opinion. Exactly. Ab- about the news and about the information that's being delivered. The way they approach the topics is is aimed in a way that's going to persuade you to think a certain way before you even get to hear the facts about it. Exactly. And what's even more dangerous is when people, when they report the news, but then they also ask questions about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they ask it in a very rhetorical way when it's like, well, what are they hiding? Or exactly. why don't they want you to know that? Or what do you think? You know, it's, it's, it's a way of being able to avoid you know, slander and, and libel, right. but you're, you're still putting that in somebody's head. And, and it's, and it's, and it's getting really dangerous because I'm now noticing it on social media as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm also giving my opinion by saying it's dangerous. So <laughs> yes. And then see, that's the catch on you too. But yes, I, I think, I personally think that it is dangerous for pundits and public figures and people who are supposed to just deliver the news and the facts to also insert their opinions right. into it. And when we're seeing it on social media, we see these social media influencers also kind of um, create popularity and fame off of those same things. They're peddling fear. They're peddling. Right. right. They're peddling mistrust and but distrust. See, you said the key words that are so simple. I personally feel, <laughs> and that's the reason why I like podcasts and um, personalities on, you know, YouTube. Twitter, whatever, versus a CNN or Fox News because they can't say I personally feel, mm-hmm. but they can sprinkle in kind of their overall agenda of how that network personally feels about a scenario to kind of sway you a certain way. Mm. Like, and I think that's the dangerous part. But also, we just got to be responsible with our platforms. You know, even here on the check in, like there be certain shit that we might feel a certain way about, and like you know, like how we were just mentioning COVID, it's like, well, maybe let's just talk to somebody who actually knows about COVID, mm-hmm. and then let's chime in with our opinion versus this is fact based. And I think a lot of that just comes down to the fact that resources come from the internet now, and everybody on the internet fucking lies. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and people think that because they are looking something up, that they're empowering themselves with knowledge, and yeah. it's, and it's like, yes, in a way that as as much as it as much as you educate yourself and inform yourself. You should also talk to someone who has opposite opinions yeah. of you and opposite views of you to get their their take and their side. Yeah, I think it's tough with the internet because now, like you said, we are seeing news outlets that are reporting news that comes straight from a tweet. And it's like, well, how do you even validate that that information is correct? You're just saying shit at this point. Yeah, and, <laughs> and if everybody, if everyone has a platform, and just like you said with, yep. with Twitter, if everybody has a platform, how do we vet what's true and what's not true? Right. right, how, do, right. how do we, you know, how do we discern, you know, what's trying to, I, I call it emotional hacking. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think when it comes to the way that the news is delivered, there's like this sort of emotional hacking that, that happens and it, it gets us riled up. It gets us upset. And which is why you, we see so many people that are feel so passionate, so passionately about one side or the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, there's not, it, you would probably realize you have more in common than you exactly than you think. And there's a lot that goes into that. You know, we spoke about it with the algorithms and kind of the way we're being 
structured and formatted to think a certain way, even if we don't really think a certain way. If that's what's in our you know stratosphere all day, then it kind of forms our thoughts about things. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, again, even on this platform, I think it's just important that we keep stressing that we're speaking our opinion. Mm. Like, it's not facts. It's not whatever. We don't know what the hell is true or false anymore. We just say how we feel about what we're seeing. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, I guess as far as being able to wrap up this topic. Um, should we talk to somebody about this topic? Oh, we, we should. Well, actually, we'll yeah, we'll take a break and then we'll uh, take some calls and see what we can get on this uh, on this issue here. Hey. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Check-In. If you're black and write anything in the workplace, then you need our new translator app, Niggardly. It takes what my blackness is trying to say and translates it to be work-friendly so I don't get fired again. Niggardly takes the way I communicate and translates it for the predominantly white workplace. Regardless, turn this businessman into a business man. Grammar mistakes, spelling mistakes, slack conversations. Niggerly catches all the cultural differences before I send a message to a white coworker. <laughs> Sorry, Caucasian coworker. Why the fuck am I CC'd on something I ain't supposed to see? That ain't my job. That's not my responsibility. BCC, that's what it's for. I get out the chain. You hit me up, I get out the chain. Niggerly helps me code switch after reading a great article on Blavity to 10,000 emails at my desk. Please do not CC me on emails. It's a great tool. It helps me chat with people I normally wouldn't. You want me to say the name of the website? Nah, I can't. Sorry, man. Nah. Get niggerly today. It's hard being black in an all-white company. Niggerly makes it easy. We love niggerly! The website. And that's right, we're back here with the check-in. You already know we're celebrating black voices. Black. I believe we have a caller on the line. Alright. Who we got on the line? You got your friendly neighborhood Blake, uh, black man, Blake Jackson. Oh, we got a black, black, <laughs> black, black person on the line right now. Happy Black History Month, brother. Happy, happy Black History Month, a.k.a. the shortest month of the year. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, he's, oh, give us, give us the science. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you know, they had they had to throw us a couple of bones, so you know, we'll take what we can get. But we're coming for the we're coming for the whole cattle this year. Word, the whole cattle. That's damn right. We celebrating the whole year. It's Black History, Black Future, Black Right Now Year, especially here on the check in, and we got Blackson himself on the line. So let's get you in on the uh, on the conversation, man. Let's let's fill him in, Dave. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, we were talking about the responsibility of podcasting and how. It has morphed from it really just being conversation to something that now people are seeking out in a way to be educated, to be informed. And what does the responsibility of a podcaster look like now, along with the topics of, you know, what does the responsibility of journalism look like um, in terms of people now inserting their opinions with the facts and, and really telling, you know, radicalizing and prompting people with an opinion and and. Yeah, giving them something to think and feel without actually having the time to discern that for themselves, you know? Speak on it. 
So we're talking about Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, so, so all that. Yeah, In yeah, short, okay. yeah. So, you know, I think with the change in media in general and it's come with a lot of positives but i think a lot of it is more negatives i think the positives is everybody has a voice um everybody has the ability to be a media company unto themselves Mm. um but the problem that comes along with that is there's no aptitude quote unquote test to becoming a media personality now right like right Back in the day, you know, we had Tom Brokaw and we had, you know, individuals that would that were journalists through and through, right? They're die-in-the-wool journalists who were on the ground getting the facts, would give us the news without editorializing it and just allowing us to formulate our own opinion. Now, with that comes its own problems, right? So we we had fewer voices then, so it was fewer um, ways of thinking. Like everybody was basically told what to think. And I think that has its own problems, but at least then you knew you were getting it from a source that uh, at least had some skin in the game in the sense of like, I want to get the news right. Right. Um, Now it's, you know, you couple that problem with, you know, the TMZs of the world where, we want to get the news out first as opposed to having the news be right. That's like more important than actually being a good journalist. So I think we can no longer just be like, Hey man, it's just a podcast. Hey, it's just a YouTube channel. Uh, Hey, it's just an Instagram live or whatever. I'm looking at you, Kevin Samuels. Mm. (laughs) you when you have a large audience you have a responsibility you know what i mean you have a responsibility to give the facts you have the responsibility to know that your reach is reaching a lot of people and i just think a lot of these cats just don't take that responsibility seriously and i think there's no reason for them to because you know there there's a bag to be made off of grifting people there's a bag to be made off of like leading people astray and mm. there's no reason for them to spit the facts when people are going to buy up their t-shirts, you know? That's real. Mm. That's real. That's real. Yeah, man. Um, I, I had I had to add on top of that. I had somebody hop in my DMs uh, a couple of weeks ago on some bullshit about, hey, man, you know, I think that Joe Rogan is getting a bad rap. I think that he is just an, uh, and here are, the, here, are the, here are the key words, right? Here's some dog whistles. Mm-hmm. He's just a critical thinker. Mm. Uh, uh, he 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 is he's apolitical. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? But uh, a critical thinker wouldn't have somebody coming on the show and saying that black people have a gene that makes them more violent. Mm. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, 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 like, right. you know, if somebody was a critical thinker, you wouldn't come on here and tell people to go buy a uh, uh, horse horse paste to get uh, to get COVID out of their system. You know what I mean? But right. it, it, it's it's a matter about like not only what you're saying, what type of shit are you platforming? I just think that whole thing is getting lost in the wash. Mm, definitely. So it's so from what you're saying, people who have podcasts, who have platforms, who have Instagram lives, there's also a responsibility to not only have the conversation, but if you're going to have the conversation, you have to finish the conversation in terms of like if you have someone coming on there giving an opinion or giving one side of it, you have to be able to balance it out quickly follow up with, you know, what does the other side of that sound like? And, and as being a, able as to, as opposed to being like, Oh, that's interesting. 
<laughs> right. That. Yeah. That's all he does, bro. All he does is let somebody come on there, say some wild shit, mm. and just be like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> As opposed to being like, hey, bro, that's fucked up. You probably shouldn't say that shit. Mm. I mean, I mean, for, like, perfect example is when Bill Burr went on that show. Bill Burr was like, bro, like, you and I are not geniuses. We're not scientists. You're sitting here smoking a cigar in front of a fucking American flag photo with a couple of mics in front of your face doesn't make you an expert right right you know what i'm saying so it's uh i think it's more of a responsibility that comes along with that and i just think people are just hiding behind the facts of being unbiased when in reality there's no such thing as being unbiased Mm. damn that's real so just in short just being more responsible about your platform and what you're saying and who you're saying it to right I think so, man. I think we just got to be more uh, um, cognizant of what we're saying because people are just going to run with it, man. Like, people are going to aggregate what you said. They're going to clip away something that fits their narrative, good, bad, or indifferent. And you just got to be prepared for how people are going to take this shit and realize that, like, like, folks like Joe Rogan and folks like with these big platforms, those people are the mainstream media now. It's no exactly. longer CNN. Mm. It's no longer NBC, bro. Like, exactly. I-, I was over at a friend's house. They had the news on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> they have the news on? This is the wildest shit ever. Like, they're talking about stuff that we tweeted about three weeks ago. Yeah. Dang. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, we just got to be more aware of what we're saying because this shit actually matters. And, you know, if you're going to say some wild shit, stand on your own, too, instead of, like, coming out with some wild-ass apology. That's real. Hey, Damn, man, thank you for that take. Before we get you off the line, um, Mm. how you feel about swingers? About swingers? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, hold on. All right, wait, wait. Okay, we'll we'll give a a little bit more context. Um, I was saying, I was talking about how freaky Colorado just is as a a state, as a whole. Right. And just... uh, how Coloradans tend to really be into some, I don't want to say weird because then that sounds like judgmental. Don't I'm not trying freak to freak shame. Don't yuck someone. Nah, man, we're out here peak shaming. Fuck that. <laughs> if, you, if you do some wild shit, I was talking about this the other day, man. I, I used to date this uh, woman that was in sex work. Like, she's a full blown porn star, right? I won't name no names. But she was talking about how, like. Wait, do you want to say. You're still on the pod. Do you want us to air this conversation? Yes. What's that? Yes, yes we continue. Continue. we're still we're still on the pod. Do you want us to air this yeah, conversation? Absolutely. We're, okay. we're, we're coming out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I, don't, I don't care. I'm not going to say no names. I'm not going to dry snitch on nobody. All right. Um, but she was talking about like you know scat videos and shit like that. And like, nah, man, we're we're kink shaming that shit. Scat oh, yeah, like yeah. shit. Right. Mm. But when it comes to Colorado, bro, this place is full of swingers. Have you heard of the whole like white rocks in the front yard like signal? No, put me up on gang. No, what what is what is that? Educate us. So apparently, like in the suburbs, if you put white rocks, like zero scaping in your front yard, that lets other swingers know that this is a safe space for them. What? So you can be out here like, yo, I saw you write rocks, like, yo, okay, so obviously we're kindred spirits. Where where they be fucking at? Wait, first of all, why are the Rocks white. Why the white? Yeah, man. What the fuck, my brother? Yeah, because it ain't us doing it. <laughs> it ain't us, bro. It ain't us because we have too much on the line, bro. We can't be saw seen at a swingers club in some fucking head to toe latex with a ball gang at our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, 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 we'll be the group we'll, chat we'll is be, gonna we'll be on your ass. Rosie's, R- Rosa's risky rotation. In no time. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> shit. Um, uh, yeah. So what do you so what do you think it means if there's like black rocks in the front yard? They're like it says not welcome. Yeah, go away. They're like down with the Mandingo parties. Malik yeah, is in here. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that means there's gonna it's gonna be real shady in this motherfucker. If you know what I'm talking about? It's gonna be a blackout. If you see them dogs in the front yard, just know we going hard. Well, man. Wait, we, so hold on. What's how up? did this come up? Like, how did the whole cuckold thing come up? Well, you have to listen to the rest of the episode, my brother. <laughs> listen, listen. If y'all into that, you know what I mean. If you like it, I love it. If, if I'm not here to yuck anybody's young yum, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but. I'm not trying to be cuckold, man. I'm not trying to be in the room watching my, my shorty get a back blown out. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Blackson, for calling in, man. We uh, really appreciate you. We appreciate your, the uh, balance of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we got to talk to some experts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Hmm, that's interesting. Yes. Thank you yeah. for sharing. I never that. thought about it that way. <laughs> All right, man. We'll, we'll talk to you later, man. Bye, y'all. All, All right, right. Peace. Peace. The check-in. <laughs> you can learn about educated takes on propaganda and watching your show to get her back blown out <laughs> because you have white rocks in the front yard. Oh, man. Can we talk about the awkward placing of the end button on FaceTime? Yeah, yeah, like man. That, what? That, is, that threw me off. There's Because now every time you get off the phone, there's just that awkward two seconds of you trying to end, end the call. Figure out how to hang up. Yeah. You're like, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. We got to do something um, about that, uh, Apple. Um, all right. Do, do, do. <laughs> do we got any other callers? Uh, let's see. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Look at you, man. I see you sitting on the couch about to roll up that big old ball of nasty ass, sticky ass, stimmy ass streetbo. Ugh, that shit is weak. Watching Maury Povis. Hey, was bring me the thought. Bitch, I'm not the father. Angie, Tammy, Renee, Felicia, me, Michelle, and a little bitch, uh, Fifi, stay on 59, bitch. I'm not, I wore a rubber that night. Everest College is accredited by the West Coast Commission of Non-Accredited Schools. You can learn anything. They got courses in whatever you want to know. Criminology, plumbing. Dope chopping, dope cooking, weed transporting, anything. Even if you want to go on the other side of the law, you can learn some shit. Hey, what's that shit like when you like a junior lawyer? Legal. You mean paralegal? Yeah. Oh, smart ass community college nigga like that. Don't you want to do something with your life? All you do is smoke Strebo all day. You don't take care of your kids, nigga. Bitch, you strip all night. I'm studying gynecology. Yes, ladies, I specialize in ovarian observations. And your boy do free pap smears and mammograms on the 1st and 15th. Enrolling in Everest, up my pimp game 2,000%, nigga. There's some cool bitches at this motherfucker, and check this out. They all got low self-esteem. You got cool-ass black bras, busted down snow bunnies, white stringy hair, dog-smelling bitches and shit. You got some motherfucking cool ass Latinas with nice asses and lips and titties is ready to fuck. And if your bread ain't right, don't even trip, cause Everest College accepts all forms of payment for your tuition, nigga. WIC, EBT, food stamps. My nigga, if you really about your grinding, if you really about your paper, my nigga, you can get your motherfucking bachelor's degree in three months, nigga. You too can aspire to make minimum wage one day, pimping. Fuck the University of Phoenix, nigga. I'm down with Everest, nigga. Everest, nigga. Everest, nigga. It's always it's a turn always up. A turn Feels good. Good. good with your number one hip hop and R and B station, Power One Hundred Nine Radio, number one for hip hop and R and B. All right, we're back with the check in. We got another caller. Uh, what's up, Ash? How you doing? <laughs> Hi, you guys. Word, Ash. Where are you calling from? 
obviously Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, ATL, shout it. No fuck yeah, nigga. Hey, are they are they pushing P out there? You know what's crazy? Uh, I you know it's Black History Month, and I haven't been so good with my blackness this month and um i don't know what that means so i don't <laughs> i don't talk about it because i don't want to be asked if i'm pushing p because i don't know what that means mm, so. so pushing p basically means so p is basically like player or pussy oh, it's not Wait, what <laughs> <laughs> or positivity or positivity you, you know i think it's it's definitely like a regional term so i would imagine like on the west coast when people said they're keeping it p yeah. or they're pushing p it's like they're pushing this pimping but i think in the south it's probably more player you know so if you're pushing p oh. you're, you're you're keeping it player oh, you're keeping it keeping it p or you got a bladder infection uh, <laughs> 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 goodbye goodbye <laughs> But no, um, for our main topic, we were talking about the responsibility of journalism and, you know, Joe Rogan and all of the things that he's been under fire for recently is, is been a, a big thing that's been happening in the in the media sphere. And we were talking about how um, just how podcasting is changing from, you know, it's no longer about just having a conversation. It's, it's about, you know, is there... Um, you know, what is the responsibility of podcasters and people who are, you know, journalists in a, a social media space? And as people are, are growing their platforms and having, you know, all of these different people, you know, subscribe to them. What is the what is the responsibility? I, I know that, you know, you're someone that has experience in journalism and podcasting and broadcast and, and blogging. And these are becoming the new outlets for in which people are um Wanting, yeah, wanting to be mm. informed and educated. So, what's the, what's the responsibility now? How is it, how is that changing? I think it's like when you brought me the question. I don't know if a lot of people know their history when it comes to radio. Um, World War, what was it? World War, what is it? Is it? It's a, it's a it's a movie. I want to say it's World War Z, but it's not. But in radio back in the day, you had to use your words to describe a story to people and that they believed it. They mm -hmm. believed what you said because you were a reliable source. And I think what happens, what happened is we got the media and we got people who knew the history of journalism. They knew that they had to bring the hardcore facts to this platform because they had these stories to tell and they wanted people to see different sides of how people lived and everything like that. Like there was this integrity with journalism but now when as social media changes, people are able to be on platforms and talk about things that they like. And I think it went from talking about things that they like to things that they know nothing about. Like they don't bring in the hardcore facts. They don't do the research. And it's all based off of kind of like opinions now sometimes. Mm -hmm. yep, yeah, we talked about and, that. And I think that's where we're missing that, like that journalist, that journalism integrity when it comes to podcasting because we had radio. So yeah. no podcasting was just how stuff that you like to talk about. And now it's, you're making money off of it. People are giving these sponsorships and stuff like that without, unfortunately, again, we don't have that journalism integrity with mm. everything. So it's like, it's hard because you don't want to tell people to not talk about certain things. Like you don't want to censor people. Right. So it's like, Oh, I don't, you just can't be so hard on everybody. But then sometimes if you have a big platform and you're having these people on there, you should be pushing P. 
the right information. Yeah, push and pee. You should be right, pushing <laughs> the right information. Right. That's just what it is. Yeah, I have for to sure. remember what that what that radio show was back in the day. I should know, but I can't remember it, to be honest with you. It was with Tom Cruise, and it was like the world was ending. What was that movie? Uh, we don't discuss yeah. white movies on Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. It's um, It's an interesting topic because... People, I feel like people don't know how to navigate social media right. in today's world. Mm-hmm. No one's taught them how to actually. And that, and that's a good point that Damn, you bring up because I, I would say within the last ten years, we've seen how everything has gone from being corporate to more of a. Oh, I hit that on hit a button a button on accident. Um, how everything has gone from being corporate to being more DIY. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seeing more privatized entities getting into mm-hmm. music, getting into entertainment, getting into movies, getting into broadcasting. So in this DIY space, you, you know, as you become more popular and growing your, your fan base and your following, you, you do have to take a step back and look at, OK, what are the what are the rules that, you know, if you were if I was doing this corporately, what would be the rules? You know, exactly. I, I, I can't just say, oh, well, I'm just one person or we're just, you know, two or three people that just have a show or a podcast. We could just do or say whatever we want. We have to, you know, go back and look at, OK, how do we do this responsibly? You know? Yep. But that's the thing, though. Who Who is making these rules for what is considered responsible? Like, it's yeah, that's that, the thing. That's the, the thing, though, like. You have a fan base now that's going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, and you're going to keep producing content and work for them because they agree with you. So if you're on your own, you don't have, and it's not with corporate, you're not under a corporate company or something like this is your money, this is your stuff. You you build what you feel like is responsible, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Damn. So to it could be based off of the topics that you're talking about. I think you can hold people to um to like accountability for what they're putting out there, certain topics, I feel like you should be educated on appropriately. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and and I think on the in the last conversation that we had, I, we we talked about how if you're going to have these conversations, especially ones that are very controversial and tend to be split, mm-hmm. or there's opportunity for misinformation. It's it's important to close the loop on those conversations instead mm-hmm. of just instead of just sitting back and saying, oh, that's interesting or thanks for sharing that. You know, how do we how do we close the loop on that? How do we make sure that, you know, one, all the information from opposing views are being presented and being mm-hmm. able to say, hey, here's the information. Here are the facts. Yep. And, you know, research. You have no matter what you do, you're going to have to research everything you're about to put on your podcast. If you don't know the situation you're about to talk about, you need to find someone who is educated on that. Mm. I feel like that's your best bet. You find someone else, like you know, they bring up doctors or scientists or whoever exactly this this topic is. You bring them up there, so you're kind of like taking some of that accountability off of you, not like off of you, and putting it on them, but you're still they're going to talk about it. And if they say something that's not correct, it's not coming from your mouth. So you kind of like, you won't get in trouble for it. But again, it's <laughs> like, just 
But if Joe, you find someone, yeah. But Joe, <laughs> but, but Joe Rogan is getting in trouble for this exact thing, right? Like a lot of these things, he's not saying himself, but he's provide. But because he has such a huge platform, he's providing a space for people to get on there and say things that may not be yeah. correct. Because he's a white man, he's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> that's why. Like that's the the. I can argue this Joe Rogan conversation That's what I was saying. day and night but he is a white man and they are able to do things that a lot of us cannot do and they don't think twice about what they have to say because they are white unfortunately mm. in America so do you do you agree with everyone pulling their music from Spotify and in, in protest I would have been done that because you don't get paid squat from Spotify if you're an artist. What mm. are you really getting paid for? Spotify, I feel like these streaming services have been, they haven't been giving artists the amount of money that they should have. But when you right. think about it, you're giving someone who has said multiple inappropriate things about a lot of situations that, one, we're still in a pandemic and you're saying things where people have lost their lives to this and mm. they've lost family members and stuff. And you're saying things that are insensitive while we're still going through something but then you also gave this man a hundred million dollars after his old podcast clips of him saying the n-word so it's just like you can give all that money to them but you undercut all these other artists on your platforms with the streaming service it's kind of like a slap in the face to people who are on spotify who are Mm -hmm. african-american and to artists who have their music on there it's basically saying we really don't care and to be honest with you, uneducated white people, rich and poor, will always be a lot of these companies' number one like consumers right. next and to African Americans. What's so crazy is, people, is is you're yeah. speaking on something that I was trying to kind of get at, getting at, I was trying to get at without saying it, saying it, but I was saying it's a lot deeper with Joe Rogan specifically. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just be like, oh, well, he likes to say nigger. There's so many other factors. And you just touched on, mm-hmm. it with, you know, him being super paid off Spotify versus these artists that are keeping Spotify alive, not being paid or the black, the black podcasters or the brown mm-hmm. podcasters over there. It's a lot of factors. And it does just boil down to privilege at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Privilege is key a lot in these conversations. And but it's always going to be funny because at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we we want to keep Joe Rogan and them on there, yeah. but African-American and Black people will always be relevant. They're right. always going to be relevant. He's not, he'll, he'll be relevant, but our music is going to be relevant. Our culture and everything is pop culture in today's society is always going to be relevant. So why not support and push more of our stuff? Right. Because we're the main ones bringing you guys money anyways in a lot of situations. Exactly. That's real. Mm. So I got one more question for you, Ash. Um, what black movie are you looking forward to watching during Black History Month? I don't really want to do Black <laughs> History Month no more right now, to be honest with you. Uh, black movie? What is a black? Does Goofy movie count? Hell yeah, that yeah. counts. Yeah. Goofy movie is definitely a black movie. Yeah. That's my go-to black movie right now is a Goofy movie. But I don't, honestly, I don't. I, I don't I don't know any other black movies that are out right now. Do we have any? I mean, I'm gonna listen to Friday or watch Friday. <laughs> go listen. To I'm gonna it. go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much it. Is that is I don't have any other black movies, black TVs. You know what? I have been. Um, you don't watch TV. Fresh Prince or Martin or 
I already watched my Dean Martin already. Okay. I watched that a couple days. So you've seen so, all. But, so you've seen all the black movies. So you're looking yes. for like maybe something new. Yes, I rewatched the sci-fi one on HBO. I forgot the name of it. Oh, Love um, Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, I'm Country. doing Lovecraft. Yeah, yep. I'm doing that. So that's oh. pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again Thank for, you, uh, for calling in, Ash, giving us your perspective. And, you know, we'll you. we'll check back in with you later. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Let me call in. And, yeah, I will talk to you guys later. All yeah. right. Peace out. All right. Bye. Thank you. Hey, Tia, shall we? All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good call-ins. These was dope. These were dope. These was dope. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, let me see who else we can get on the line here. Just stay tuned. We'll be right back to the check-in. <laughs> <laughs> you can be all the things you always wanted to be. Beautiful, sexy, easy as one, two, three. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul Best hip hop and R and B. Hey, what's up? This is her. What up, y'all? It's Seven Street. Power 109 Radio. And that's right, we're back celebrating Black voices on the check-in. Hey, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Shoutouts to Malik and Jamal <laughs> and Jamal uh, Marcus. But no, speaking of Black voices and Shaquavia. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> why? Uh, why? Why? Why do I have to weigh in on? I don't. I don't have to weigh in on everything, right? What's up? No, I was just saying, Shaquavia. That's a no. Just let it be. A, that's a beautiful name. First, Shaquavia of all. probably listening, man. So shout out to Shaquavia. If if people can name their kids, Le, uh, not Leviticus. How about the Leviticus, <laughs> and we don't mess with Leviticus, <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Melia Jovovich, then yeah. we can name our kids Shaquavia. These white folks naming their kids like Apple and <laughs> symbols and shit like that, man. Come on. We could be Laquavia. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> Black History episode, brother. Yeah, so what do we have uh, going on? I know there's uh, some really dope stuff that's happening and that's coming out. I believe there's a new Color Purple reboot. Yeah, man. In Black Entertainment News, mm. they are making a Color Purple reboot. Uh, from the looks of it, it's going to be a musical. Okay. Um, but the cast looks really dope, man. So I'm seeing that they have Fantasia. Okay. They got Coleman Domingo, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Holly Berry, Corey Hawkins, and her. H-E-R. Her. Oh, her, her. Her, oh. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yo, that's a fire. Yo, that's a fire that's lineup. That's a fire. Plus many, many, many more. Um. Yeah, that's looking dope. That's looking dope. And Coleman Domingo, he's been getting like, like a lot of great roles, and he's been bodying everything. Have you seen him in? Um, I know he was in Zola. Did you watch Zola? Yeah, yep. What'd you, what'd you think about that? I thought that was dope. Um, and I said Holly Berry. I'm I'm wrong. Haley Bailey. So Haley, <laughs> Haley. <laughs> I just got hype, but y'all know Haley. Holly Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Holly Berry's in it. She gonna be in there somewhere. But um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so shout, oh, okay, so Haley Bailey from Chloe and Haley. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. We, we got it, we got it. Um, Damn, yeah. it's about to be some cakes on that one. 
Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was looking up this list because, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, we, we've been making, we've been spoofing and sat- satiring, uh, celebrating black voices. And I literally was trying to look up like movies to watch during mm-hmm. uh, Black History Month. Excuse me. And I'm looking up this list and it's like Selma, I Am Not Your Negro, oh 13th, Hidden Figures, <laughs> Fruitville Station, Moonlight, The Color Purple, The Fam. Butler, The Hate You Give. Like the, <sighs> Can we talk about that? We need to revise the movies that should be. I mean, it's, it's important to know that these things happen because a lot of this, a lot of these are based on true stories. And yeah, but man, I would be OK with never having another slave movie ever, ever. I'm actually OK with never having another damn civil rights movie, mm. like unless it's, it's from a different angle. Like if we do some slave, you know, that type of narrative, I want like a Mansa Musa. Or something. I want. I want another Django. I want like another mm-hmm. take on it. Like we don't need no more trauma pushed down our throats, pause. Right, and uh, I, I think that you know we've had so many. I won't even say so many. Uh, Kanye wants to make uh, Black Future Month instead yeah. of Black History. How do you feel about that? I love the concept. I feel awkward saying Black Future Month. That just sounds like we should fuck up some commas, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, play that. Why not? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, but I get what he's saying. Like, it, again, it's kind of like I know what my kids at school, and even when we were in school, you get the Rosa Parks, you get the Harriet Tubman, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Of course, these are dominant, dominant figures in our history and our molding. But it's 2022. Like, mm-hmm. realistically, Black history is anything that happened prior to right now shit happened in 2010 you know what i mean like we got historical figures from a decade ago we don't really need to keep trying to dig into the whole civil rights pot all the time shoot i saw um i saw uh on instagram there was like a video celebrating soldier boy for being one of the first people to really integrate Mm -hmm. you know music with social media with being one of the uh, original content creators because he mm-hmm. was one of the first people that was he was making his own music yeah he was doing his own videos he, yeah. was, he was creating all of this stuff for you know when when social media really started to take off the the dance videos mm-hmm. the the skits and everything like that so yeah man I, I would say that's you know very recent black history yeah and i mean there's black heroes in in everyone's communities and then even from an entertainment aspect you got to look at like the uh the isas and the ava du- duvernays and mm-hmm. Just everything that's been accomplished over the past few recent years that we could be talking about that we don't have to dig back to fucking slave days. But also, here's my problem. And I know it, it, you know, I love Kanye and I know it seems that we're just always being so hard on Kanye. But you can't you can't be tongue kissing Julia Fox (sighs) one moment and then the next moment, like, you know what? We should have Black Black Future. Future Month. Yeah, you come know, on, fam. Like, you just, you gotta... Again, that's what... Self-awareness. That's, that's you, what comes with Kanye, though, so we gotta just You, you have to be self-aware of what you're... How you are being perceived. Right. And you, not that it's a bad idea, maybe just not the best messenger. Yeah, for sure. And we also have to understand, like, the, the importance of black history is to make sure that we're 
teaching our new not exactly. it's not just for us it's also for the next generation exactly because as as we see critical race theory is being is, is such a hot topic it and it's coming under fire mm. even though critical race theory is not even really being taught in schools as it, it is it's not it's it, not that's more of like a higher level like higher education college curriculum right. yeah, type yeah. Of thing. people are, are stretching that a little bit much it's not even really being taught and that's again we can get into that like i would love to have an educator talk about that um yeah. Yeah, like in school, you at at most they're gonna cover slavery very briefly. Yeah. They're gonna talk about the civil rights movement. They're gonna yeah. talk about Martin Luther King. Like that is that is the most that people are gonna be talking about in school exactly. as as it is. So when it comes to Black History Month, you know there there's so much that isn't being taught mm-hmm. that you, you know our, our our kids and our kids kids will never learn about it unless we have a month that just focuses on that for you know? sure and 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 like you said it doesn't black history doesn't start with slavery yeah and i mean we just need to expand what we're focusing on too like and that's not to discredit or belittle anybody because every everyone you know in our culture helped mold what the culture is now but how many times do i need to know about george washington carver you know what i mean like we we know this it's kind of just the basic curriculum of these were the black people that did black things it's right like, come on man let's expand the conversation a little bit mm. So I have a list of some movies that we should watch. And, and you know, definitely watch all of the other movies on your own time. Don't, Don't watch you, none of them shits. Not, them shits are, well, Color Purple, was, we just talked about that. But yeah. Fruitvale Station, I'll be okay if I never, ever, ever, ever see that shit again. And yeah. I know it happened in real life. I yeah, know that. It, it's, and unfortunately, it's, yeah, it's based on a true story. But it's like, stop feeding us our own trauma, man. Yeah, let's see. Uh, the Harder They Fall, definitely go see that. So what's this? Hold up. We got we to gotta bring this in correctly. This okay. is... Movies we should watch during Black History Month. Yeah. Do we got like some um some movies we should watch during Black History Month music? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. Yo, yeah. yo. Here we go, y'all. It's movies we should watch during Black like History Month to make us feel good about our culture. I'm your about to feel something. Brought to you by Drug Dealing Music and Ah, damn it. Anywho. What you got? Let's see. The Harder They Fall. I, I think people should probably watch that. For sure. I love that movie. Uh, get out. I mean, yeah, he got out. Okay, he got out. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, Black Panther, always. Always. Go watch Black Panther. Top of the list. Uh, Girls Trip, that was pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. enjoy. I I did enjoy uh, The Five Bloods. Yep. Uh, What else? Hidden Figures, definitely check that out. For sure. Dope was dope. For sure. One of my favorite movies. Uh, One Night in Miami, I enjoyed that. The Wood. The Wood. Uh, oh, Friday. I'm always going to watch Friday. Always. All of them. But the original one for sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bother you. <laughs> that, was such a, that was such a weird movie. Maybe hold off on sorry to bother you. Yeah. But no, no support. Support. Yeah, support. Uh, don't be a menace. <laughs> for sure. Um, Coming to America, of course. Barbershop. Love and Basketball. Harlem Nights. Re- I was going to say Remember the Titans, but that's uh, kind of right in the line a little bit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> life, oh, life was so great. Yeah, man, I love life. Um, Let me get your cornbread. You gonna eat your cornbread? <laughs> uh, brown sugar. School days. For sure, the great debaters. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Deliver us from Eva. The Wiz. Oh, I love the Wiz. Yeah, man. I'm gonna go. Damn, I'm gonna go watch the Wiz when I get home. 
He's on down. He's on down the road. Oh, the Nutty Professor. You, you got. You got to watch that one. That's a, that's a great Black History. And even for Black History, just celebrating. Just just being, celebrating being black. black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say White Man Can't Jump. Any Wayans Brothers movie? Oh yeah, support the Wayans. You got served. I was gonna say Princess and the Frog and Soul. I mean, watch it because that's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of all we got. But Hold up, pause real quick before we continue. The I list. know, I know. You're gonna you're gonna get me on a tangent, but I'm gonna keep it short. Okay. Why? I, I know. Why do black cartoons always have to turn into something? <laughs> <laughs> like, <sighs> like yo, my man's had to become a damn spirit. She had to become a damn frog. Uh, Will Smith got that spy movie where he becomes a damn uh, pigeon. Pigeon. The Lion King is clearly a black movie. Yeah, but he's a lion. Can we please just be black? I mean, damn. Can we be right? Like that's why. Shout out to uh, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, for sure. Definitely go watch that for sure. Um, shoot, what did Ash say? The, the Goofy movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though we was dogs, but <laughs> can we just be black the whole damn movie, man? Shit. Wait, didn't they say that? Um, didn't they say that uh, Goofy was like a cow or something like that? He didn't used they- to be a cow. Think yeah. about that, man. Damn, even think about that. This is deeper, darker criminal link. I know. I'm like, if Goofy's a dog, then what is Pluto? A slave. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Every we just we just we cannot get ourselves out of this hole that we keep digging ourselves in. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, go watch all those movies we just listed. Enjoy some black TV, man. Some black sitcoms, especially from the '90s. Um, go watch Abbott Elementary. Oh yes, shout Definitely out to Abbott. Go watch that, man. Um, Hilarious. Definitely. Uh, what what's the other one? Grand Crew. There's a the black the black entertainment renaissance is is here. Man. Absolutely. You know, check it. You know, consume black music that is, uh, you know, healthy and mm-hmm. positive to you and lifts your spirits. You know, you don't have to consume trauma. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in, in black entertainment, sometimes that that tends to be what's always in the mainstream is black trauma. Right. So find some black entertainment, some black content that you know resonates with you absolutely absolutely and as far as just music um that you can go listen to man go check out corday go listen to some big crit go listen to some rhapsody there's a whole bunch of artists that aren't really pushing <laughs> p <laughs> you know they're pushing positivity without it yeah yeah because a lot word. of people are like we don't want to hear that boom bad preachy rap but i mean there's a lot of other music that isn't absolutely toxic yo j cole is buying everybody on his guest <laughs> verses you seen we saw that happen last time. He came out, bodied all the guest verses, and then dropped the album. Mm. So, are we getting another J Cole album? Oh yeah, for sure. He keeps oh. teasing that every verse is coming. Shouts to J Cole, man. Shouts to black, just black, 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 blackness, man. Yeah, man. So there, yeah, that's the. Uh, I believe that's the end of the check in. Uh, you know, once again, um, always make sure we. Oh wait, do we have a caller? No, 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 no. I was oh. just gonna give us some music to go out to. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think that uh, about does it. Yeah, I think that about does it. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's only right that we ended uh, with some black. Jamal got busy on this shit. Hey, was that Check Jamal? in, though. Uh, Malik. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, watch CB4, yeah. Yeah, man, watch CB4. Listen to the check-in, man. We're going to be back next week. Yeah, and you can find us on social media. You can listen to us on all of the streaming platforms where you like to listen to your favorite uh, podcast. Where? 
and follow us on our personal social medias as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, if you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're hearing this, we do appreciate you. Make sure you're not just listening. You are subscribing, sharing, all that, man. Don't be scared to call in, tap in with us, follow us on social media, and we'll tell you how to do that. But it's the check-in. I'm Graffiti. And I'm Davey. And Danae, we, we love you. We'll see you next time. Hey, we out. We out. <laughs> I'm going to get the hang of this. I, I really am. I, I really am. That was just our go-to drop this episode. That, that really is. It, it was a great uh, transitional <laughs> thing. Anyway, we out for real. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.